Perigimol Mishnah Zayin. The Mishnah presents, in another case in this uh, series of cases involving three brothers, and two of whom are married to sisters. So it starts out the same way here. Shlosha Achim, Nesuim, Achios. We have three brothers. We call Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi. And two of them, Ruvain and Shimon, are married to sisters. Ruvain, let's say, to Rachel, and Shimon to Leah. The third brother, Levi, is married to a woman, let's say, Shpritza, who is not related to Rachel or Leah. At one point, one of the brothers who are married to sisters passed away without any children. So let's say Ruvain died without any children. Now, at that moment, who does Ruvain's widow Rachel fall in Yibam to? She definitely falls in Yibam to Levi. She's not to Erva to Levi. So Levi does indeed have a mitzvah of Yibam towards Ruvain's widow Rachel. But it's crucial to know that Rachel does not fall in Yibam, or in other words, she's rejected from a Yibam consideration vis-a-vis Shimon, because of the fact that she is Irva to Shimon. She is Shimon's wife's sister. So let's note this point, for it's crucial understanding the teaching the Mishnah presents here. The Mishnah tells us what happened next. That's Vekonas Nasenachrasis Ishto. Levi went ahead and married Uvain's widow, Rachel. He consummated the mitzvah of Yibam, so that Rachel became his wife. And then, The wife of the second brother, Shimon, Shimon's wife, Leah, passed away. What's the significance of that? Well, if Shimon's own wife, Leah, passed away, that means that Rachel is no longer erva of Achas Isha to Shimon. She's not his wife's sister for when the Pasik teaches the Erva Vachosisha, it stipulates the prohibition lasts Bechayeha. As long as the man's wife is alive, he's forbidden to his wife's sister. Even if he divorces his wife, her sister is forbidden to him. But if his wife dies, then her sister is not forbidden to him. And so the Achos Isha prohibition has disappeared. Okay, and then what happened was, Viachrakach Meis Nasi Levi was married to both his original wife, Shprinza, and Ruvain's widow, Rachel. Uh, Levi himself passed away without any children. The question is, what status do Levi's widows have in terms of Yibam? Is there a mitzvah of Yibam between Shimon and the widows of his deceased brother? Will have no children? Levi? The Mishra rules, no. And the Mishra's focus is on Rachel, who was originally married to Ruvain. Halacha, as far as Rachel is, Zaharezu Asura Alav Olames. She is permanently forbidden to Shimon. There's no mitzvah yivam between Shimon and Rachel upon Levi's death. Hol Venesra Lav Shachas. Because she had become forbidden to Shimon in the context of yivam, previously, when she had fallen for yivam consideration upon Ruvain's death, that is, even though at first blush, the halacha here should say that it's all systems go. There should be a mitzvah yibam to Rachel. Why not? Rachel, after all, is not Shimon's achosish anymore because Shimon's own wife had previously died. If the Mishnah says, no, there's no yibam. Rachel is considered erva to Shimon. The reason is because of the principle of Nesra, which says that if there is ever a yibam event in which a woman falls to a certain man for yibam consideration, and Allah says she's rejected from him because she's erva to him, then she forever becomes erva to him. 
That is, even in the event that in the future the basis of why she was Ervatim to begin with disappears, so just here where Shimon's own wife died, her Erva status remains. Or simply put, you know, once rejected from Yibam, always rejected from Yibam, even if we're talking about a new Yibam circumstance that she's you know, falling in Yibam from a different brother. And consequently, once we're saying that Rachel is branded as a forever an Erva to Shimon, that means that Shrinz is out as well. For she then is you know, falling for even consideration to Shimon along with an Erva. She's at Saras Erva. As the first mission of Masech taught us, Saras Erva, co-wife of an Erva who falls in Yibam with an Erva, is also exempt from Yibam Chalitza as if she herself were an Erva. The mission discusses another permutation. And this time the case is as follows. Starts the same way. You have three brothers, Reuven, and Shimon, and Levi. Reuven and Shimon are married to sisters, Rachel and Leah. And Levi is married to an unrelated woman, Shprinza. But in this case, what happened? One of the first two brothers divorced his wife. So that's for example, Reuven divorced his wife, Rachel. Then Umeis Nasoi Nachris. Then Levi died, leaving his widow, Shprinza, who of course is uh, permitted is eligible for Yibam to either Ruvain or Shimon. And what happened? Kansa Megarish, that the brother, in our example, Ruvain, who had divorced his wife previously, he decided to step up and perform the mitzvah of Yibam. He went ahead and consummated the Yibam marriage with Shprinza Vameis, and then Ruvain himself died without any children. So now Shprinza falls in Yibam to the sole surviving brother, Shimon. Allah here is that the mitzvah of Yibam fully applies. Shprinza is bound in Yibam to Shimon, so Shimon has to decide either to do the Yibam itself or release her through Chalitza. But the point is the mitzvah of Yibam does apply, even though the man who died, Ruvain, was at one point married to a woman, Rachel, who is Erva to Shimon. But that fact that the mace was one time married to a woman who is Erva to Shimon does not trigger the law of Tsaraserva. Zui Shamru, and this is the kind of case that Chum were referring to, when they stated in the first mission of the Masechta, after teaching the law of Tsaraserva, that if a woman falls in Yibam to a man along with an Erva, then both the Erva and the Tsara are exempt from Yibam Chalitza. The first mission made the point that, however, if the woman who is Erva to the eventual Yavam died or was divorced from the Mace before his death, and so he ended up leaving just the one widow, this woman who is not Erva, to the surviving brother, Sarasein Mutaras. That the widow becomes bound in Yibam to the surviving brother. For once again, the exemption of Sarasarva is not relevant in this case. That exemption only applies where you have a widow who falls in Yibam along with an Erva, meaning she and the Erva were married to this brother at the moment of his death, which is when the nephilas even occurs. That's when the widows so fall for even consideration to the surviving brother. In that case, both the erva and her co-wife are exempt. But again, if the marriage to the erva woman, woman who's erva to the surviving brother, ended before the death of the mace brother, well, then it's not at all a case of tsarserva, that one remaining a widow who is not erva to the surviving brother does uh, fall in Yibam to him. He can consummate the Yibam mitzvah, actually marry her,
Otherwise, release her to marry somebody else through Chalitza.